0: The FT. Welcome to this edition of World Weekly. I'm Gideon Rachman. This week, we look at the espionage row between Germany and the United States and its implications for the Western Alliance. Joining me on the line from Berlin is our correspondent there, Jeevan Vasagar, and here in the studio in London is our former security correspondent, James Blitz. Jeevan, we've already had this row about the NSA in America bugging Angela Merkel's phone. Now there's another espionage row. Can you explain what it's all about?
1: Well, there are actually two espionage rows involving the US and Germany. So, the first arrest happened last week when a man who worked for the BND, the German Foreign Intelligence Service, was arrested and he subsequently admitted to working for the US. And Germany stepped up its counterespionage, countermeasures in the wake of the arrest. The interior ministers admitted that they could have been better organised and that they need to guard against all foreign powers and not just the ones they've previously guarded as hostile. And there's been another inquiry into a spy affair, not an arrest. So the German authorities have said today that they've been searching premises in Berlin linked to a man who is a member of German military personnel, who is also suspected of working for a foreign intelligence agency, also thought to be the US. There hasn't been an arrest in this case, but they do believe there's a connection to a foreign power.
0: Sir so James, this sounds extremely embarrassing for the Obama administration, which is just trying to crawl its way back from the whole Snowden affair to be caught spying, apparently, quite systematically on their German allies.
2: It is very embarrassing and something that President Obama would not have wanted. As you've said, an enormous amount of damage was done last year when it emerged that the U.S. intelligence services had been spying on Angela Merkel's phone when she was an opposition leader and I think also beyond that as well. And that had done an enormous amount of damage to the relationship. And now here you have another example of how the US is spying upon a country which is supposed to be a very close NATO ally and which is led by somebody who's widely seen as the most powerful figure in Europe. And I think a lot of people in Germany will be asking a number of questions. First of all, why is the US actually doing this? What is it that they need to find out from the Germans? I mean, at the end of the day, it's not as though the Germans are in some kind of close collusion with Iran or anything like that. In the Cold War era, when Germany was divided, obviously there were huge tensions about the relationship between the West and the Soviet bloc and East Germany's place there. But none of that applies now. Playing
0: devil's advocate there, James. OK, they're not in cahoots with Iran. But Germany does have quite complex and close relations with Russia and with China, is it so inconceivable that the Americans might want to find out what's going on there?
2: There is certainly that. And I think the problem that arises there is that we're in a period at the moment where the US really needs to get Germany and the rest of the European Union on board for a tough stance against President Putin. Admittedly, things over Ukraine are looking a little bit easier now than they did a few weeks ago, but the US does need to have strong support from the Germans over that, because as you know, Germany is very divided over its stance towards Russia, with some saying that you've got to take a tough stance, and others saying we need to continue our strong economic and particular energy contacts. And I think the damage, the specific damage that this new revelation is doing, is it undermines america's position just at the moment when it really does need germany as a strong ally
0: to even give us a sense of how all this is playing in germany both at the governmental level people around merkel and merkel herself and amongst the general public
1: the german political leadership is quite angry about this angela merkel spokesman said today that there's clearly a difference of opinion between berlin and washington when it comes to the balance between Security and intrusion into civil liberty. But there's also quite a lot of bafflement in Germany. I mean, the foreign minister said today, We speak to Washington frequently. We're very open with them. No one conceals their opinions. The Germans say we're working very closely with the Americans when it comes to the Ukraine, when it comes to Iran. So we really don't understand why they'd need to spy on us. And if you look at what the opinion polling says, if you look at what the public is talking about, there's a very keen sense. In Germany, the need to guard one's privacy, Um, there's a lot of anger and embarrassment that America should seek to pry into the private communications of the German leadership. There's a lot of anger in the German public, and there's quite a strong movement to say, for example, that Edward Snowden should be given asylum here. It's quite a keen anti-American sentiment amongst the public.
0: James, I mean, does this also highlight a kind of division within the Western Alliance that we hadn't really focused on that much before Snowden's revelations, which is the division between the five Eyes, the countries that share intelligence very closely with the United States, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the US, which we're told don't spy on each other. And then the other members of the Western Alliance, the French, the Germans, other NATO members, who aren't in this very close intelligence relationship.
2: Yes, it does highlight that concern. And, of course, one of the things which has been really difficult for the US administration in the last year is that in response to all the revelations about spying on Angela Merkel's phone, and I suspect even more after this latest revelation, the German response has been, well, actually, to sort of clear all this up and improve things, why don't you get us into the five-eyes relationship, make it the six-eyes or the seven-eyes, bring in Germany, bring in France deepen the relationship and of course there are some good reasons to do that because after all there's been a very strong counter-terrorism relationship between Germany and the US over al-Qaeda for instance and a lot of the al-Qaeda planning for 9-11 happened inside Germany and there were quite deep cells there And the US and Germany worked quite effectively afterwards to kind of root all of that out. And so that was a good and positive thing. But the trouble is that as the Germans have made this case about trying to get into the Five Eyes relationship, the Americans have basically turned around and said, no, we really don't want to do that. We want to stick to what we've got. And it's partly a lack of trust of the Germans and also they've perhaps even more been less trustworthy of the French because the French have actually gone out and done quite a lot of aggressive espionage especially for commercial reasons and there's a lot of animosity still between the French and the US-UK in terms of espionage competition.
0: So Jeevan give us a sense of how broadly this is damaging the German-US diplomatic relationship. I mean it was quite striking wasn't it that Merkel was asked about this while she was in China, and I think even spoke about it while standing next to the Chinese president, almost a kind of implied distancing from the United States.
1: That was a very powerful image, and you could see that the Chinese were seizing on that moment, clearly delighted to accentuate the relationship with Germany and to see evidence of a split of some multipolarity in the West. I think the reality of it is that Germany strategically doesn't have anywhere else to go. So if it comes to dealing with important questions like the Ukraine, like Iran's nuclear ambitions, Germany understands that it's firmly anchored in its military alliance in the West. And also it has a really important economic relationship with the U.S. The Mittelstand companies that are the backbone of Angela Merkel's support, they all export to the U.S. The U.S. is still their number one destination ahead of China. And the unions that support the SPD, they understand that too. So Germany doesn't really have anywhere else to go. And that's one reason why they're so frustrated about this. The leadership feels they're good, pro-American, strong allies of the Americans in Europe and America isn't treating them fairly. One consequence this could have, some senior figures in Germany have said there should be expulsions of American diplomats. So they're found to be operating agents on German soil. So there could be some nasty sort of personal consequences for diplomats. But strategically, Germany doesn't have many options here. But
0: I guess it's not so much alternative options, but how closely the two countries and leaders can work together. What sense do you get of the current state of the Merkel-Obama relationship? Because I guess they are probably the two most powerful leaders in the Western world.
1: That's true. And Merkel and Obama, I think, have worked very closely together, for example, over the Ukraine. And I think the German government appreciated Obama's gesture in January when he spoke about the NSA and then directly addressed the German chancellor in an interview with one of Germany's state broadcasters, ZDF. He didn't quite apologize, but he did accept that it was problematic that Angela Merkel's phone had been tapped and that he was concerned that this shouldn't happen any longer. The Germans do appreciate that, and there is a reasonably good working relationship between Obama and Merkel. It's widely believed that the German leadership directly intervened to stop Edward Snowden being called as a witness before the German parliament in their inquiry into the NSA affair. So there is quite strong cooperation still between Obama and Merkel, but any further revelations like this could really damage that.
0: And James, just finally, give us a sense of the agenda these two countries have to work on together. I guess it would cover everything from Ukraine to Iran to the international trade talks. Anything else I've forgotten?
2: No, I don't think so. I think those are the basic issues. Russia and Ukraine is the number one issue. Although things are looking a little easier because President Poroshenko is regaining control of Ukraine, we still don't know how Russia and Putin are going to react to all of that. And you've still got a very divided view in Germany about how much to stay close to Russia, how much to line up behind potential new sanctions if they were necessary. That's the really important issue. On Iran, we really have to wait and see. The US and the European Union generally are pretty much aligned. So there are no real problems there. Those are the major issues. I think in the end, the important thing is that The two sides do really try and contain the damage here. Angela Merkel was, if we go right back to the beginning of this, it was well known, really vexed by the fact that her phone had been tapped. And there are still signs that the US is not completely on top of how it deals with these issues. It's striking, for example, it was reported this week that President Obama didn't actually know about this spying case when he had a telephone conversation with Angela Merkel last week. And so... The Americans, I think, the view in Germany will be that the U.S. really does have to make sure it gets its act together so that whatever spying it does isn't of the kind that is going to seriously upset European allies.
0: Finally, Jeevan, I can't help thinking as we talk about this back to 2008 when Obama, then just a candidate, made a famous speech in Berlin, hundreds of thousands of Germans out there cheering him in a sense that this was a kind of new chapter in German-U.S. relations and almost adulation of the soon-to-be American president. Has all that disappeared now? Do people just think that, well, Obama's just another American president and Americans behave in the same way more or less whoever's in the White House?
1: Well, Obama has come back to Berlin, of course. He came back as president last year. Addressed another crowd. I was there. It was far less rapturous than before. The shine had come off him for a lot of German onlookers. And when I spoke to the crowd afterwards, they talked about the Snowden affair, they talked about drones and assassinations across the world, and they felt that this wasn't the American president they'd hoped for.
0: Well, on that rather sombre note, Jeevan, thank you very much in Berlin, and thanks also to James Blitz here in London. That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye.
1: For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts
2: support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you as one of the largest integrated fee only registered investment advisors in the US Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has
2: all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.